talk some Kansas Jayhawks with Mike Plank, the managing editor of Rock Chalk Talk. He's on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. I'm Pete Mundo. And, Mike, let's get right to it. Uh, This team has lost two in a row now, losing to Oklahoma State last week and Baylor this week. Uh, They've got Oklahoma coming up this weekend. Obviously, KU fans have national championship aspirations every single year, so this is just by their standards not up to snuff. What is the biggest problem right now for this team as you see it? Uh, well, Pete, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's been a while, and it's always good to talk to you, and I uh, definitely appreciate the, uh, the opportunity to uh, talk a little KU sports with you. But uh, to answer your question, uh, I mean, I think they have two issues, I guess. Um and those two issues are offensive defense. <laughs> if you want to make it real simple, uh, defensively, it just seems like they struggle on uh, defensive communication. Uh, you know, when to switch or not switch is, is a good example of that. Uh, the Ken Palm numbers, I don't know if they're a believer in those kind of metrics. They seem to back that up. Um, and then offensively, I, they just, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not even close to being a basketball coach, but I just can't tell what they're trying to do on offense. They, they obviously aren't doing those self traditional high-low, but they also haven't fully embraced, you know, freeing the three. Uh, you know, a good example that's against West Virginia, uh, a top-15 team. Uh, KU took almost 60% of its field goal attempts from behind the arc. Uh, they made 16 of those and won easily. Uh, so I, I think in order to be at its best, in order to be its most dangerous offensively, the Jacks need to take at least 40% of their field goal attempts from three-point range, and preferably 45 or 50%. Um, and that's something that's a mark they've only passed four times this year: Omaha, Washburn, uh, Oklahoma, and West Virginia. We just talked about. Really? So, so yeah, I, that that that's what I think. I I mean, I, I, I'm not the coach. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you follow this team as closely as anyone, so. You know, as you look at things here, they're four and three in the conference now at this point. Baylor's out to a commanding lead at six and zero. Texas is five and one. I mean, w- what's got to change to to get this thing righted from a a personnel perspective, from a coaching perspective? How does this ship get righted by Kansas standards? Yeah, I think eventually they'll be fine. Uh, I mean, they were pretty clearly the the best team in the country last year. So, I mean, I think you kind of have to expect a little bit of regression from that, especially considering what they lost with, you know, Dodson and Azubuki. Um, but, uh, you know, and like you said, with three losses already, they're probably out of the Big 12 title chase this year. But, you know, you're still looking at a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, you know, five seed at the worst. And, you know, Kansas fans are going to think the sky is falling if you say that. But, I, you know, I think that's what we're looking at. Uh, your fun fact of the day, Bill Self has never had worse than a four seed in Kansas. So, you know, I mean, you've got that going for him. Uh, like, like kind of we talked about already, they just need to figure out what works best for them on offense. In my opinion, it's the three ball, uh, and get their defensive communication uh, issues figured out. Uh, you know, I don't know that I buy the narrative that maybe you see on Twitter or some other places that they just don't have, you know, quote unquote KU level talent or whatever this year. Um, you know, I think recruiting is fine. Bryce Thompson was a five star, top twenty five recruit. Although, you know, to be fair, he's out with that broken finger. Um, but uh, you know. Going back to the the point I made a second ago about last year, you know, I think at the end of the season they were the number one team in Ken Palm, and I, I want to say that that was that they ended the year with the largest gap between them and the number two team in the history of Ken Palm, like the last twenty years. It was even the largest gap of second place. So mm-hmm. they were pretty clearly the best team in the country last year, and 
it, it's more of a not that you ever rebuild really in Kansas, but it's more of a reloading year than it is a make another run year. You know? Yeah. So as you look around the Big Twelve. I mean, you know Baylor, you saw him obviously play the other night against KU. Uh, we know what Texas is doing. Uh, how do you see the Big 12 and its depth that it clearly has? How do you see this conference shaping up this year, Mike? Oh, I think it'll be a, a typical, uh, you know, get six, what, six or seven teams in the dance probably. Um, I, I mean, I, I really don't know uh, – Obviously, Kansas is Baylor's got to be the favorite, I think, um, and then Texas is right there. Texas Tech gave the Bears a, a decent game in Lubbock a couple nights ago. Um, I mean, the bottom of the conference is pretty bad, but uh, you know, the top, I mean, the top eight teams could all make a run out. I think West Virginia is sixth right now, and they're top fifteen teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I mean, the, the depth is definitely there, except for you know the bottom two teams. Uh, but K State and Iowa State both have had their issues this year and i don't think they'll be much of a factor but um but yeah i, I think they could get as many as eight and they'll for sure get six or seven in the tournament. how do you think that the uh the jayhawks in particular but I, i'd be curious to get your pick your brain on this from a college basketball perspective or a big 12 perspective dealing with uh you know this covid year where games are getting postponed and pushed back and uh you know who knows what the end of the season is going to look like how do you think they're handling that in Lawrence and, and just around the Big 12 in general based on, you know, you being a college sports, sports fan and following this team? It seems to me like they're doing okay with it. Uh, I mean, they're doing – I think most all of the stadiums are doing, you know, 20 or 25% capacity. And when you look at the stands, like you know, it's, it's separated out. I mean, there's a lot of room between groups of fans, you know, who I you know are probably family members or whatever they are. But um, so I think in general they're doing okay with that. Uh, we've only had a couple of postponements now. I think they had three on Saturday. Uh, it's like Iowa State's dealing with some COVID issues, and um, I don't remember who the other team was, but uh, or the other two two games were that were postponed yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Oklahoma State, but, uh, West Virginia's got them. Yeah, so um, we'll see if they can reschedule those for the end of the year. But I mean, up until now, everything was going really smoothly, and I think it went a lot better than. <laughs> Uh, anybody anticipated with, uh, you know, how, how hard the epidemic has uh, impacted the United States anyway. And before we continue with Mike Plank, please take a moment out and leave us a rating and a review on this podcast. It helps us tremendously. And you know what we've got for you? A free Heartland College Sports koozie. When you leave me a rating and a review on this show and then send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you get your koozie. We've got it waiting for you, and we appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got to talk. I know you're a KU football fan, Mike, a big KU football guy. So I got to talk with you about this football program and where it stands. I spent the entire season saying KU's getting crushed, but they're doing this the right way. They're playing high school guys. They're not plugging and playing with JUCOs who are gone in a year or two. Maybe that wins you three games. But you can't get the five or six wins doing it that way. I just don't think you can. I trust what Les Miles is doing. I know a lot of people are frustrated with where the program is. But the recruiting class was ranked sixth in the Big 12 uh, for the class of 2021. That's where it stands right now. What are your thoughts, Mike, on, on where KU football is uh, big picture right now? Uh, well, I think you hit the nail on the head there. You know, all five of us KU football fans are frustrated right now. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you, I completely agree. I, I think they're doing it the right way. It was an extremely frustrating season last fall. I, 
I don't think any of us expected to win very many games, but you know, I think we were hoping for at least one or two wins, and just the way they got blown out was just ugly at times. Um, but you know, we we had high hopes for Brent Jeremy's offense and and coming in and, and at least putting up some yards. You know, even if they don't get in the end zone, but we didn't even see that. Uh, but but you're right, recruiting is back in the top fifty. Uh, it hasn't been there since the last couple of years of Mark Mangino era. Uh, incoming running back Devin Neal looks like he'll be able to step in right away and fill the void left by Cooper Williams. Uh, wide receiver played Darius Davis, the highest rated recruit the JF has ever gotten. Uh, national top 100 recruit by just about every third out there. Uh, you know, but I think they use like his fourth verbal or something like that. So we'll see if that commitment holds. He can't sign until February 3rd, but. Uh, uh, they do have an in there. K- current KU running back, Belton Gardner, was his quarterback back in high school a couple years ago. So there's definitely a connection there. Uh, so hopefully that will hold. Uh, and then they also, they've addressed some of their offensive line issues. They have an incoming offensive lineman coming in from Notre Dame. So maybe if they can get another lineman or two and, and figure out who their best quarterback is, they'll be able to do something in, in 21. Because, yeah, last year was David baby level bad, and, and no one wants to repeat of that, but we also know that we can't go back to the to the JUCO route either. So. No, it, it, the JUCO route is just it's it's not going to work. It's not going to get them anywhere. So at least giving this a shot, even if it takes two three years, is is absolutely worth it. Now, what would you say your critique is of of Les Miles and this? I mean, outside of the obvious, not winning games, but what would your critique be on the way this program's being built right now? Well, I don't know that I have much of a critique, which is probably a good thing, um, and. and you know, we just talked about the JUCO and the transfer. I do think they need, I mean, not, you know, 10 or 15, but maybe two or three transfers a year, whether that's a JUCO, JUCO transfer or a portal transfer. I don't know that it really matters, but they, they really need help on the offensive line. I think that was a huge problem last year and the cause of most of their offensive issues. Um, so I think if they could get a little bit of infusion of talent there, that would be a good way to go. But uh you know, like I said, we only have the one so far, so maybe that's just not what they want to do. Let's be honest, Mike. How difficult is it for KU football to turn this thing around with a round-robin schedule in the Big 12? It never gets easier. Uh, you look at the, you know, the teams that have been in the bottom half of this conference historically that are, you know, rapidly improving, the Iowa States of the world. I mean, we see what's going on here in this conference. It, it's tough. It is tough to get traction and, and get up through the standings, Mike. It's tough. It, it is. It's very tough, uh, but I, I also think that it's doable. Like you just mentioned, Iowa State. Uh, Baylor obviously has an edge because they're in Texas. They are way closer to the recruits and stuff like that. But, I, you know, I honestly think it's a, a feel of right guy, right time. Mark Mangino was the right guy at the right time. Glenn Mason, back in the 90s, was the right guy at the right time. Uh, you know, Bill Snyder, when he came to K-State, right guy, right time. And K-State is – or K-State. <laughs> KU has struck out on three head coaching hires now. So Les Miles definitely isn't the guy for the future, but they need to get, once he gets the roster rebuilt, they have to nail the next hire. They have to find their Matt Campbell, their Mike Gundy, their, uh, you know, whoever, whoever the right guy is, they have to get that right. What do you think, uh, how long do you think, just in talking to people, Mike, how long do you think Les Miles wants to do this? Does he have that kind of coach and waiting guy in mind that become, has become so popular yet? Does that person exist at KU, or do you think he's just going year by year, kind of see how this thing keeps growing and and uh, build it from there? Um, you know, I haven't heard anything, either obviously officially or unofficially, but uh, I would say if that person exists, it's Brent Dearman. Um, but, you know, again, last year was 
really rough offensively, that'd be a hard sell right now. So I think he at least um, works his original five-year contract. Obviously, they're going to keep extending him so that, you know, you can't have the negative recruiting against what your coach only has two years left on his contract, that type of deal. But, um, but uh, yeah, I think he'll at least work his, his for five seasons and then maybe kind of see, you know, if he's ready to retire or if he wants to keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to follow. He is uh, Mike Plank joining us here on the show, the managing editor at Rock Chalk Talk, covering the Kansas Jayhawks, talking a little hoops and football as well. Can't go without some football talk. Mike, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Pete. I definitely appreciate it. Be well. He's Mike Plank. Great to have him on the show for a few minutes. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. Please leave us a rating and a review on this podcast. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. We'll get you a koozie, a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon.